listening to the Locked On Nuggets podcast, your daily podcast on the Denver Nuggets. Now, here is your host from denverstiffs.com, Adam Mudis. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Nuggets podcast, part of the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Adam Mattis from denverstiffs.com, the largest Denver Nuggets blog and community on the web. Check us out. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All kinds of cool stuff going on there. Don't forget, follow this account on Twitter if you're not doing it already, at uh, LockedOnNuggets. Um, I'm trying to be more interactive, going to be doing like daily polls and, 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 and different things that are going to pertain to the show. Today, actually, I had a really good time. Draft.com is our sponsor. And really our new partner, I shouldn't even say sponsors, our new partner. And we're doing some really cool stuff with them that you don't want to miss out on. Um, today I did a draft with two of my listeners. I put a, a kind of a feeler out on my Twitter account saying, anybody want to go up against me head-to-head tonight in uh, fantasy, in like kind of a fan duel type thing. And uh, ended up getting two people to join a league. We did a draft right there on the spot. And what do you know? I came in second. I was beat by username The Earth is Flat. A flat earther beat me. My goodness. My team of Eric Gordon, Deion Waiters, Derek Favors, Jalen Brown, Yusuf Nurkic coming in second. Um, Derek Favors, the guy that let me down on the fantasy uh, game tonight. But check it out. So, so if you download the app, you, you just Google or, or in your app store, you, you download the draft app. Uh, you use a promo code LO Nuggets, LO like locked on, LO Nuggets. And then what you can do is you could find me on there. I'm LO Nugs and uh, with two G's. And what happens is every Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm going to put out, put out on my Twitter account an invitation to a live draft. And as it grows, it was kind of hard getting two people, you know, a three person draft um, today. But as it grows, I'm hoping we can have like a cool every Wednesday, we're doing a draft against each other. And, you know, put a little tiny bit of money on it and everybody has a good time. So um, we did that this week. Definitely going to try it again next week. So be following us on Twitter. So you're ready for that and download the app. So you're ready to go. It's actually really cool. I think Um, I don't do a lot of fantasy sports, but I do like this idea of making it like an actual draft instead of just having an allotted amount of money. You actually have to draft against people in a live draft. I thought that was cool. So this episode of the show, guys, I'm excited about getting into it because this was, I think, a night the Denver Nuggets needed, and I think Denver Nuggets fans needed it. This was a glimpse of the potential of the Denver Nuggets. Uh, incredibly encouraging game, I think, if you're a Nuggets fan. Nuggets win it at home against Toronto Raptors. Toronto, by the way, the team that coming into the game had the second largest point differential. They were beating teams on average by 11 points per night, just really in a groove. And the Nuggets basically just blew them out of the water. 129-111, and to be honest, it wasn't that close. Nuggets get outscored by 14 points in the fourth quarter, which is the only thing that made it you know, an 18-point game. It really was a 30-point game um, late into the second half. And more importantly, it was the way in which they won. Uh, I thought it was just a very impressive win. I've, I've talked to my last show or rather two shows ago, I, I talked about how the uh, half-court offense was a major concern. In fact, today on denverstiffs.com, I wrote a um, very detailed article about why the why the half-court – really the, the thesis of the article was that the half-court offense is really out of sorts and, and how I think that um, this was somewhat predictable coming in and also that I thought um, – 
the Nuggets would figure it out eventually. Now, I don't think that they figured it out and have turned a corner. You know, they have to prove it for more than one game. But it was I do think that they're moving in the right direction and that it's been one of the themes of the show. I think you know, while progress had been slow on that road trip, there were moments where where you were a bit encouraged. So Tonight, the Nuggets, I thought, just really put a lot of different things together. So let's get into the notes. <clears throat> First, most important thing, Paul Millsap came right bursting out of the gate, bawling. I mean, he was uh, on fire, I think, 13 points in the first four minutes, a couple of threes, some nice post moves. He, uh, I think he set the tone tonight. And, you know, coming off of a two-for-13 game, I'm sure he was disappointed in himself in that uh, New York Knicks game. And I think even just throughout the year, Millsap has kind of had a rough start to the year. And in this one, one of the things he talked about at shoot-around and then again after uh, after the game is, you know, he said he wanted to make an effort to be more aggressive and just not, you know, instead of trying to think and let the game come to him, just to play his game and be aggressive and good things would happen. And I think that's what you saw tonight. Now, he was on fire, you know, three for four from the three-point line, including a four-point play. That's not going to happen every night. But um, I do think just him looking for his shot puts pressure on the defense. It certainly puts pressure on the one-on-one matchup that he has. Whoever has him as a as an assignment, you know, I think I think it puts pressure on that person. Um, but it also put pressure on the, the, the defense collectively to kind of start to react and, and – and track him along the court. And as, as he did that, it opened up things, I think, for the rest of the offense to kind of get going. So it was big for him to kind of be the aggressor in this game and to punch first because it opened up things. And then the second part of the equation tonight, <clears throat> I think if, I think the game ball, I, I, I don't usually decide on these till um, I'm writing my column on Wednesdays, but I think Millsap gets the game ball for setting the tone. It was that important. And he had some really nice defensive moments as well. Um, but I think if there was a second game ball, it has to go to Jamal Murray, who um, I thought he was getting out of his slump as recently as the Brooklyn game. The next game, he had a couple of shots. Well, I think today was the game he really broke out of his slump. Eight for 10 shooting, 24 points, three rebounds, two assists. Uh, he did have two turnovers, um, was a plus 35 the highest on the team, and that's just remarkable. I think every moment he was on the floor, the Nuggets were kind of rolling. And I got to say, the way he played tonight, um, he played like a Steph Curry-type shooter in that he got a couple of those threes off with not a lot of room, you know, a guy flying out at him, and he shot him with just such confidence. I thought he had a quick trigger tonight in a good way. Um, I think the Nuggets kind of need him ha- to have a quick trigger on on very specific types of, of shots, and it was it was just a good game from him. And I think the, between Millsap kind of being the aggressor and making the defense react, and Murray getting his shot going early and then kind of sustaining it throughout the game, that just opened up so much for the Nuggets. They were able to get out and transition a lot, which has been kind of a theme. You don't get to 129 points without getting at least a little bit of transition, I guess not too often at least. Um, but but I think those two things, Millsap and Murray getting going, opened up so much for the Nuggets to kind of start attacking in the half court and get some of the passes that, that we're kind of accustomed to seeing. So those two things happened early and then I just thought the Nuggets offense got rolling and never looked back really really fun game man I mean 
This was the first game where I felt like the Nuggets looked like the Nuggets of old. There were moments of it in the Sacramento game. There have been moments of it really all year for, for short stints. This was the first time really from start to finish, minus maybe the last four minutes of the game, which in my opinion don't count. But um, other besides that, this was the first time where the I just thought the team looked like the old, their old self offensively. And I'll tell you what, their defense is 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 no joke. Their defense is much improved. Um, I don't think you can compare even at this stage where there's still a lot of like fine tuning for the team to do. They're by no means like a great defensive team, a defensive stopper team, and there's there's teams that are going to put up some bit pretty big nights on them. But I just don't think you can compare last year to this year. I mean, they they are they are so much more aggressive. They're flying around rotations. There's been a couple of plays in this game where the rotations were on a string, like four or five guys all all acting in concert um, to to make some nice rotations and some nice plays. And then Paul Millsap, you know, he struggled with his offense, but I think he's been pretty consistently great on the defensive end. He does so many little things and he communicates so much out there. That's one thing I think for watching live you really get is how much he kind of um, he he quarterbacks the defense and and kind of barks orders and makes sure everybody is is working together and I think it was it, it it's really great so you get it you get a taste you know if the Nuggets defense can be what it is which I think is you know honestly I said they I thought they would be like the twenty second ranked defense this year I th- I actually change I think their upside defensively is probably somewhere more towards the middle of the pack somewhere like a 15th ranked defense and and who knows it's a long season maybe they improve and have a whole other level but right now I would say they look like they can be an average defense maybe even slightly above that um and we know what their offense can be and tonight was kind of a reminder of that so their offense a team that can put up 128 points on a good defensive team 129 points on a good defensive team and then defense can be uh reliable that's a heck of a team and we saw that tonight I'm going to run through a number here that that stuck out to me. Let's cut out the last four and a half minutes because, you know, the Nuggets fell apart when they put in the deep reserves in Richard Jefferson, Trey Lyles, um, Malik Beasley. And I don't think, you know, it's hard to take, you know, when you, when you, Malone was unhappy after the game and, oh, we have to finish out games. I, to me, that's like, that's false bravado almost from, from, from a coach, you know, like, Oh, we won by 20, but we let them back in the game. Like, no, you really never let them back in the game. And it's hard to ask guys like Richard Jefferson to go out there and, you know, don't run up the score, um, stay in control, but at the same time, don't, don't let them go on a run. It's just hard to do when the game is, there's no, no doubt. The nuggets were never in, in, in risk or at risk of, of giving up this lead. Um, but Malone seemed unhappy. You know, after the game, I thought it was funny because Richard Jefferson was interviewed by uh, Vic Lombardi on Altitude TV, and and he said he was very frustrated with the fact that Toronto was playing so hard, pressuring and trapping pick and rolls. He said the game was so far out of hand. He's like, what do you want us to do? If we were doing that stuff, we'd be looked at as jerks. So they're doing that. He, he was pretty annoyed by it, which I find funny. Um, but if you cut out the last four and a half minutes, so four minutes and 30 seconds of the game, just, just delete that. The Nuggets had an offensive rating of 128, which is just in fuego. They had a defensive rating of 96.9, which is just ridiculous. This was an absolute, an absolutely incredible game for the Nuggets tonight uh, on both ends of the court. Um, 128 would easily lead the, the league. I think like the leaders last year were somewhere around 115. 96.9 would lead the league defensive rating. So this was a, and this is a Toronto team that, like I said, had been pretty good. So this was an encouraging one. Um, 35 assists tonight. 
that's Nuggets basketball. I think last year it was like any time they would get above 25 assists, you, you knew the ball was popping and, and, and things were looking pretty good. Tonight, 35. Uh, incidentally, uh, the 76ers had a 36-assist night tonight, so that was the third, second and third time it's happened all year. It's only ha- happened one other time before tonight, and that was Golden State had a 37-assist game. Which you know it's Golden State. They're, they're that's what they do. So um, I think that's that just shows you how how much the Nuggets were in a groove tonight on the offensive end. Um, and you have to be encouraged. You know I've said people have been asking me when are the Nuggets offense going to come together? And it, uh, there'll be games I thought like tonight where where it does come together for a game. But when I think it consistently gels, I said November twentieth. And there's no rhyme or reason for that date. I mean I just kind of threw a dart at, at the calendar, but. I, I thought a month into the season, maybe maybe six weeks into the season, somewhere around there is when the Nuggets would kind of – everything would start to click for them on the offensive end. And and I stand by that. I think we saw a glimpse of it tonight. I wouldn't be surprised if, if, it, if the team struggles a little bit throughout the course of this homestand. Um, but I do think that they're going to be moving in the right direction. And, and as I've said now for, I think, at least a week – November 20th seems like the way. So that gives them, what, three weeks basically to kind of work out the kinks and before I think they, they start to reach well-oiled machine material or, or uh, you know, that's where they are. So 35 assists, though, is just ridiculous. I don't think that's going to happen. I have to call out one assist in particular. Moutier's assist to Kenneth Freed today in the second quarter was awesome. One of the best passes I've seen all year. Um Jokic kicks it out, I believe as Jokic grabs like an offensive rebound or something, kicks it out to Farid or to Moudier in the corner, who like quick like he saw the pass before he even caught the pass, so he catches it and immediately throws this nice dime right to Kenneth Freed, who had sealed uh, his man. What a great play that was, and and that's kind of <laughs> it's nice when you see the Moudier plays that remind you why you liked him as a prospect. That was one of them. Um, how he was able to like throw these like super quick decision passes. You don't, I, I don't think we see that as much as as I would have hoped. Um, like after his first uh, summer league, but it, it was nice to kind of get a glimpse of it uh, tonight. Some other quick notes, loose notes. Jokic, sixteen rebounds tonight, which is just incredible, and a lot of those on the defensive end. Thirteen. It's weird because he's one of the best defenders in the league, and I still feel like he gets killed on the glass sometimes. It, it, it doesn't really make sense to me. I think part of what he's good at is he's good at um, like getting position early so that there's no contest for the rebound. But when there are big bodies like Valanchunas that are able to kind of body him up, um, he, he has a hard time pushing them out. And so Valanchunas was able to grab a couple of uh, second-chance points tonight. And that's been a, that's kind of been a theme – I think with Jokic this season a little bit, obviously Dwight um, had quite a few of those in the Charlotte game, but um, and then Trevor Booker had a quite a few of those in uh, Trevor Brooker and then actually Kyle O'Quinn in both the Brooklyn and the New York game. So it's been kind of a running theme with him, and I don't get and it, it's a little strange. I don't know if it's a big deal or, or if it's just that they stand out so much because Jokic is obviously a terrific rebounder. He just uh, he gets pushed under the rim, I think, a little bit. Wilson and Murray making shots. I talked about Millsap kind of being um, putting the defense on its heels, Murray hitting from deep, and then Murray actually really doing a nice job, I thought, today of attacking. Um, the spacing being better, I think, makes it easy to attack, and that's that's a big, big part of it. But I thought Murray did a good job of kind of getting into the – getting by the first line of, of defense and then making good reads, a lot of times finishing at the rim. 
But Wilson, I thought, also did a good job of attacking and, and making plays today. So his, his stat line didn't really um, jump out. I think nine points, five, assi- five assists is actually quite a bit for, for, uh, for Wilson. Um, but I did think that he did a good job of kind of attacking and, and putting pressure on the defense, which, again, you know, spacing is such a big thing, and the spacing had not been so good early in the year that, um, you know, maybe, maybe things are as simple as once the team figures out just the spacing part of it, the rest of it's going to come. And, and if that's the case, then, man, my, my November 20th prediction might be um, too conservative. But we'll see. Let's, let's pump the brakes on that. It's just one game. Murray's confidence is so high right now. I, I mentioned it earlier how he was shooting so quickly. Man, he just looks like he was having fun out there. A couple of his threes, he shot him and kind of like stuck the landing in this like, you know, I know it's going in. The, the, the ultimate stick the landing shot is Michael Jordan's 1998 shot over, the, uh, you know, to seal get a game six win where you shoot it and you just kind of hold it. Murray had a couple of those tonight where he shot it and just kind of held the pose because he knew it was in. And his confidence just seems through the roof right now, and that's that's huge for him, and it's huge for the Nuggets. And then Will Barton, um, again, another one that, that didn't necessarily – I don't think the stats pop. 13 points, four assists, two rebounds, two steals, and a block. So he kind of filled up the, the stat sheet. But he had a couple of threes in that third quarter that put this game from a blowout to an insurmountable blowout. Um, and that was kind of cool to see, um, that third quarter, the Nuggets got five steals in that quarter. And a lot of that was Toronto just coughing up the ball and making some bad plays, but you have to, Denver did such a good job of converting those, those errors. And I think that's, what's important. So, um, that was good. And then the last thing, the Nuggets opened the second half, I thought a little bit flat, missed a couple shots and. I think one of the encouraging things is you is last year the Nuggets didn't really have their defense to fall back on if they just got into a funk that lasted like three, four, or five minutes. That was a three or four or five minute stretch where they were probably giving up a 10-0 run. This time the Nuggets, they couldn't get things going on the offense to open the second half, but they relied on their defense. And sure enough, they were able to force some turnovers and and – after Toronto went on like a 5-0 run, Denver ended up responding with like a 10-0 run. So um, I think that's an encouraging sign for the Nuggets. So fun game all around. I do think uh, Toronto missed some shots. They made some mental errors. And any team that's on the fifth game of a six-game West Coast road trip, especially East Coast team, there's going to be a dip. But you know what? The Nuggets didn't just win this game. They blew them out, and they handled their business. So I just I don't think that's the type of thing the Nuggets were doing a whole lot last year, blowing teams out to this magnitude, and it, it was just great to see. Very encouraging if you're a Nuggets fan. And then take a step back. We we all get in the thick of this. Think about one thing real quick. The Nuggets are four and four. Like it's funny, like seeing some of the responses I get on Twitter, even to the show. Um, one of the, I love doing the show. It's one of my favorite things, and it's great how many fans I get to meet around the web and even in person. I, I absolutely love it. The one thing I hate about it is because I have to comment on the team every single day, people, I think, uh, extrapolate a lot of like narratives off of the show and like, oh, well, you're really down on Malone or you're really down on this guy. Um, you know, I have to talk about these things as they happen. Right now, it sounds like I'm really, really high on the team. You know, they lose a game. It sounds like I'm really, really low on the team. It's, it's, it's rarely the case. We're eight games into the season. The Nuggets are four and four. We'd love them to be like five and three. I think would be what 
um, the most you could have like realistically expected of the team at this point. But four and four is a pretty darn good record, um, especially with a big homestand coming on, and, and then coming off a win like that just gives you so much excitement. So let's pump the brakes on too much of excitement, but at the same time, stepping back and looking at big picture, the Nuggets are in a pretty good spot, I think, um, given how much clunkiness there's been to the offense in the first seven games of the year. So encouraging time. Thanks a lot, guys. I'm going to be back again tomorrow. got practice tomorrow with the Nuggets. We're going to get to talk to Coach and uh, hear what they all thought of the game, and then we'll be back with another episode. Talk to you then. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Nuggets podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit us on the web at denverstiffs.com.